I know he said it, but did he mean it? Good morning and thank you once again for joining us for another study brought to you by the Ben Church of Christ. As one studies God's Word and comes across something that seems to cause that individual some challenge, a decision has to be made. Do I obey it or not? As we start to reason within ourselves, we can start to ponder, wonder is it really that big of a deal? Or wonder is that really that big of a deal to God? Much of the Old Testament is filled with these lessons where man was told to do something and man decided not to do it and punishment ensued. Examples, Jonah comes to mind, the man swallowed by a great fish. God told him to go preach to the city Nineveh in attempts to get them to repent. Jonah didn't want to, so he turned and went the other way and a great fish swallowed him. He was in the belly of the great fish for three days before he saw the light of day and shortly thereafter saw the city limits of Nineveh. Romans tells us, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, 15 and 4, were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. And in 1 Corinthians, all these things happen unto them for in samples, examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There's another lesson, another character we'd like to consider this morning, individual by the name of Achan. This lesson can be found in the Old Testament in the book of Joshua. In chapter 6, we read that the children of Israel had compassed the city of Jericho to the point that the citizens could not leave. We read in Joshua chapter 6, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given unto thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Very specific instructions were given. Six days they were to march around the city one time, and then on the seventh day march around it seven times. There's a story of obedience in just that part of the lesson. Specifically told them, interestingly enough, in verse number 10, that they were not even to make a noise until they were told to shout, which was on that seventh day. Some details of our lesson starts coming into vision in verse number 18. And ye, if any wise, keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed when ye take of that accursed thing, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto God, and they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. As they were to go in and take over the city of Jericho, here are things that thou shalt not touch. These are things that you should bring back from the city, and it belongs to the Lord. We're in Joshua 6, verse 20. So the people shouted when the trumpets blew, the, the priests blew the trumpets, came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted the great shout, that the walls fell down flat so that the people went into the city and every man straight before him and they took the city and utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old and oxen, sheep and axe with the edge of the sword. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein, only the silver, and the gold, and the vessels of brass and iron, they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. So the Lord was with Joshua, Joshua 6 and 27, and his fame was noised throughout the country. What a victory. And they moved on. Chapter 7 begins with an interesting word. But. After the victory. But. This means an about face. We're going in a different direction. The children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan 
partook of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children. At this time, only Achan knew. God knew, but no one knew that God knew as the story plays out. The spies went into Ai, looking into the town, basically coming back saying, it's an easy win, two, 3,000 people. It won't be much of a battle. We can take it. Joshua sent 3,000 men. Ai defeated them, taking the lives of 36 of the Israelites and sent them scampering back homeward. And their leader? Joshua chapter 7, verses 5. And the men of Ai smote them, 36 men, as we mentioned, for they chased them from before the gate even unto Shebrim and smote them in going down. Wherefore, the hearts of the people melted and became as water. They were mentally destroyed. Joshua rent his clothes, fell to the earth, fell upon his face before the ark of the Lord until eventide. He and the elders of Israel put dust upon their heads. Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou on all brought us over Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God that we had been content and stayed on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turned their backs before the enemy? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ around us and cut off our name from the earth. What wilt thou do unto the great name? Our reputation is destroyed. God responds, chapter 7, verse 10. The Lord said to Joshua, get up, get thee up. Wherefore liest thou upon thy face? Israel has sinned. They have transgressed my covenant, and I have commanded, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also. They have put it even among their own stuff. Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. The news had broken. The mighty victory over Jericho. Someone or some people had taken something that they should not have taken. A direct misstep in a direct violation in what they were commanded. Details aren't given other than they went in to destroy the city and took things that they were told to save and give to God. Most of them did that. But you can imagine the impact of seeing all the gold and all the silver, all the jewelry and just a hand it over without a souvenir or two? They just defeated Jericho by following the letter of the law, not uttering a word until told to do so. One person slipped, and it cost the entire nation, 36, losing their lives. Joshua 7 and 13, we read, Up, sanctify the people, God said. Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and thus saith the Lord. Actually, it's Joshua talking. There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accursed thing from among you. God told Joshua to visit tribe by tribe and find the one that had transgressed. The sentence is pronounced before the finding of that person, and the sentence is mentioned in 15. It shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing, shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he hath, because he hath transgressed the covenant of the Lord, because he hath hope wrought folly in Israel. And justice was handed down. Exiled? Nope. Put in prison? No. Community service? 
No. House arrest? Stoning? Nope. Death by fire. Not going too far with this, but certainly this punishment was meant to be more than just punishment to the guilty, but a lesson for all others. A visual, if you will, etched in their minds, in their hearts, and on their souls. Achan's turn came, came before Joshua, chapter 7, 19. Joshua said to Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. Thus and thus have I done. When I saw the spoils of a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold, 50 shekels in weight, then I coveted them, took them. They are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. Joshua sent his messengers, verse 22 and following. They ran into the tent. Behold, it was hid in his tent, the silver under it. They took them out of the midst of the tent, brought them into Joshua and all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his sheep and his asses, and his tent, and all that he had, and brought them into the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones in this day, so the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of the place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. Many lessons we can gain from this. Sin is severe. Since the Garden of Eden, we see what sin does to individuals and relationships. The prophet Isaiah said, Your iniquities have separated you between you and and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Micah says, Then shall they cry unto the Lord, three and four, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time as they have behaved themselves ill in their doing. In the New Testament, James tells us that every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust, Achan, and enticed, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Our sins can bring problems to us as well as to other people, as it did with Achan. We certainly live in a me and my world where the popular thing is not to worry about other people, what they feel or think. You just do whatever makes you feel good, regardless of the cost elsewhere. We need to be very careful and also tolerating sin. Sin is certainly a big thing. Sin certainly is something that can bring about a severe penalty, but we also need to be concerned about tolerating sin. In this case, it was brought to light and it was dealt with. It wasn't overshadowed. It wasn't brushed aside like we see in some areas of politics or religion today. So we abused a few young adults. No reason to fire me over it. Really? Covetousness is also an issue. Love of money, the root of all evil, wanting more and more and more and more stuff. These lessons and many, many more, but perhaps the greatest lesson. God said it. That settles it. God said it. That settles it. Discussion over. 
whether it's Adam and Eve, Jonah, Sodom, Gomorrah, the world as Noah built the ark in, Nadab, Abihu, do not cross this line. Well, but don't you think, do not cross this line. God has promised life to those that obey and certain death to those that do not. Friends, how can we not see that page after page after page of God's word? Life or death. And we've only looked at one example in detail and a few other examples just in passing set before us. Life and death. And what is the determining factor? Are you going to do what I ask you to do? Did you do what I ask you to do? Did you do what I ask you specifically not to do? We go back to Joshua, the individual that stood before the people. Here's how we're going to overtake Jericho. We overtook Jericho. Praise be to God. And then the defeat before Ai. And they were literally torn because of what happened at Ai. Their hearts melted as though water and even Joshua, their leader, it's over. Our reputation is ruined because of the transgression of one individual. And then what happened? That individual was dealt with and the glory returned to the camp. In Joshua chapter 24, now therefore fear the Lord, respect the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And today, serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served, the idols that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Our time is gone. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to the visit next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.